Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Strength Phase Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Casada. I'm a dietitian. And in today's episode, I wanted to cover the topic of dietary fiber and how it plays an important role in weight loss, strength training, and overall health. We'll take a deep dive into what fiber does, why we need fiber, and we'll talk a little bit about the different sources of fiber as well. And as always, you know, kind of giving you guys a little insight and relatability as far as nutrition is concerned. Few quick updates that I have for you are: I recently welcomed a new family member into the into the home. It's a new Belgian Malinois puppy. I don't know, maybe you can see her. You can see a foot down there. Anywho, so we have a a new puppy. Her name is Kita. She is a little beast, but we're we're working on some training with her, and it's been it's been an interesting journey. So. With that, I've had to kind of shift up my training regimen and shift up my nutrition a little bit. So in order to do so, I ended up modifying my workouts. I can't go to the gym for an hour, you know, four or five times a week and just kind of leave her in the crate as a kind of super young puppy. So what I've done here is I've actually just, I've utilized kind of some of the resources that are around me. And one of those being the track and field that's next to my, next to my house. And what I do there is I kind of, I have a weighted vest, I have a kettlebell, I have a few weights and I have of course my running shoes. And so what I do is I'll typically get up in the morning, you know, while she's still sleeping, you know, get her out and then head over to the track where I will do two warm up laps, you know, do some, you know, side step overs, some jogging, some ankle mobility. I'll just kind of work through some of some of my warm up. And then after I do each of those, I will then get into kind of my working sets or my workout for that period of time that has been. So the what will follow up the warm up of two laps is a essentially a series of 100 meter dashes. I'll normally get about six of them. So what I do is I'll run the straights and then I'll walk the curves and then I'll run the straights and then I'll walk the curves. I've been doing this now for like two weeks. So I've noticed that I can actually now do like I can run 200 and then walk 100 and then run 200. I can't do as many of those, but I can tell my cardio conditioning, especially that, that high intensity interval training is, is starting to really improve. From there though, I need to keep up with that strength training side of things. So I I am using a weighted vest to do bodyweight squats, pull-ups, push-ups, kind of those sorts of movements. And I'll do those maybe on opposite days where I'm not going to do my sprints or I'll do them after my sprints. And so between that, training Kita, walking Kita, you know, I'm definitely hitting my step goal. I'll typically wear my weighted vest when I'm doing all that as well. I am using the 511 tactical weighted vest. Right now I have about 20 pounds in there, two 10 pound plates, and I'm I'm thinking I need to go up a little bit. There's a little light on that end, so I could definitely beef that up. So nonetheless, nutrition protocol. From there, I am doing a, I'm still sticking to some meal prep. It's a little bit simpler than what I was doing. I was trying to meal prep and film things and have a ton of different meals. I've kind of resorted back to my, my basics that I'm really comfortable with. Doing like a smoothie in the morning, some sort of, you know, quick, easy one pot lunch that I prep for, you know, four to five days out. And then finally, you know, keeping keeping it simple with dinners and I'm just doing like a carb or protein and a veggie, you know, just making sure that I have the 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 components of a of a well balanced meal. Stry still striving for about two hundred grams of protein, two hundred carb, about eighty grams of fat per day, and gets me roughly to about twenty five hundred calories. So still sticking with that.
So that wraps up the quick updates. I do guys want to let you know about this awesome new program that I've put together. So, you know, essentially what I've created here is, is a community, is an opportunity for, for you to get some feedback on your tracking. So what I, what I kind of see from a lot of individuals, right, is they will, you know, pick up, you know, a tracking regimen of tracking their macros or tracking their calories, you know, they'll scan them into like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer and, you know, that lasts a little while and then they fall off and, you know, it, it doesn't ever really pick up any steam. And so I've noticed that that is a trend. So what I wanted to put together was this online macro coaching where you you get, you know, personalized recommendations from custom macronutrients, a uh, handful of meals that would work out really well for those macros. And then in addition to that, you kind of get this accountability and support aspect to it. So over the course of six weeks, you can kind of expect weekly reviews via email. So, hey, I'll go through your tracking on the back end and say, hey, Looks like you're doing great for breakfast. You're hitting your fiber goals. You're hitting your protein goals. Let's let's get some calcium moving up as far as that. You know, like kind of just digging into the weeds of your of your macro and your nutrition regimen and seeing what's missing, seeing what can be improved, and giving you guys some feedback on how to do that in just a weekly summary email. It's quick. It's easy. You don't have to like drive to an appointment or even go to an appointment. But there is that opportunity as well. You'll I do want to offer some access to a one hour kind of Q&A Zoom session where, you know, you'll submit some questions or come to the meeting with some questions. And, you know, I can have some feedback for you on being like, hey, it's hard to hit this protein goal. How, what, what, what should I do here? Or I'm hitting my calories well before I'm hitting any of my macros. Okay, well, how should we manage this one? And so just working through some of those and, and also maybe hearing from other people's perspectives and seeing how they're doing and how, how it's working out for them. So, you know, with that piece there, if you are interested in kind of having a little bit of an oversight and some accountability towards your tracking and your essentially getting to your whatever physique goal you, you are looking for, I I have created a page for you. So definitely go check out nosenutrition.com at online macking, the online macking, macro coaching, excuse me. And then you can sign up there, pay, and then you will be enrolled for that next following month. So, right, if you started in March, if you signed up in March, you'll start in April. So that gives you a little bit of a leeway time as well. Let you know that I am only taking about 50 people in this first round. So the doors will not be open for very long, just as a heads up. Without further ado, though, I do want to jump into today's topic because it's really important. So, you know, as a dietitian and as this nutrition kind of professional, I'm, I'm really looking for ways that will drastically improve the overall health and performance. And I think that one of those tools that really does get overlooked is fiber. And so let's jump into it. The dietary fiber, what is it? You know, I think the easiest way is it's kind of the roughage. It's, it's, it's a type of carbohydrate that is found in our food that is essentially made up of long molecules of these sugars or these glucose molecules, but they're linked together with bonds that our bodies necessarily have a hard time breaking down and then utilizing those little molecules of sugar. So although they are similarly structured as, you know, another carbohydrate, the way that they're linked together and grouped together, we can't really break it apart and we really can't derive much energy from it specifically. Comparatively speaking to like fat molecule or, or even a, a protein molecule or even a, you know, a sugar molecule coming out of, you know, table sugar. So, you know, although they're, you know, similarly structured and theoretically could be, you can kind of think of it as like, I don't know, tree bark in a way, right? I mean, 
sure, I wouldn't recommend eating tree bark, but you can see that, you know, it's really dense. It's really hard. It's, it would be hard to break down versus, you know, like a pear, right? It's super soft, super sweet. Uh, so nonetheless, unlike other, you know, starchy carbohydrates, dietary fiber really can't be digested in the small intestines really due to the lack of enzymes that we have necessary to break it down. We just don't have the capacity there. However, some types of the type of fibers are able to be digested by kind of a fermentation process by gut bacteria and as it passes through and really goes to our large intestines. So fiber is important for several reasons. As, as many of us are aware, it helps keep our digestive system healthy, preventing constipation and really other digestive issues. Kind of what I like to think, right? When we take it back to this roughage idea, you know, it's, it's this bulking agent, this roughage idea too. So, so in addition to helping bowel movements, think about your digestive tract is, is, has a process and has kind of some electrical impulses and muscles that are going to kind of squeeze things through it. And so, right, that squeezing process. And so, right, when you get to the large intestines or even the small intestines, and let's say you're on a, you know, a diet that's just liquid, right? There's not much to squeeze there. It's, it's just liquid. It's if it already hasn't passed through the rest of your body. So there's not much for your gut to do. On the other hand, if you have a bowl of oatmeal and your body is doing this process of kind of squeezing things down to get it to move through, then you're going to have, you're going to have the, the, those muscles, those smooth contractile muscles within your GI tract are going to have something to push against. So, right, making them stronger. So in addition to kind of keeping us, you know, regular and, you know, preventing this idea of constipation, you know, it, it's strengthening some of those, those connective or those, those muscle muscular tissues, as far as an organ is concerned, whether it's your large intestine or small intestines, giving it really something to work against. High fiber foods also typically take longer to digest, which keeps us full for longer. And this then in turn leads to a helping us maintain a healthy weight, right? We're not always famished. We're not always snacking and the food isn't of always top of mind. Now on the flip end, right? You know, maybe we do need to consume a few more calories and we're trying to eat a little bit higher calorie diet so that we can put on some muscle, have higher performance. So, right. Maybe not the weight loss idea, but rather the strength phase idea. Fiber can actually kind of get in the way of that, right? I mean, if you're full all the time and you can't have the the, you know, even the capacity to, to consume that much volume of food or, you know, it's passing through too slowly, you know, having a high fiber diet, and I'm talking like well above the recommended daily allowance or, or daily intake, then that could become an issue. And this is where, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive to continue to eat high fiber foods when you're trying to strength, put on some strength or put on some size, sometimes those processed foods that are going to have lower fiber might be a little bit more beneficial to you, especially, you know, during times of performance, right? So if you're, you're in game time or in the gym at that time, probably not a great idea to have a ton of fiber in you. You want those sugar molecules pretty quickly. So moving on to another important reason that we need to include fiber is cholesterol management and the reducing of the risk of heart disease. That's a big one. It, it essentially what fiber will end up doing. And we'll get into more detail here. Is fiber in and of itself helps bond to some of these kind of broken down, used up cholesterol molecules. You know, they turn into that. They, essentially, they are they they help us rid some of those. We won't go too too deep into the science right here, but we'll we'll get a little bit more into detail here in just a few minutes. So just know that the idea that consuming enough fiber is going to help bring down some of those risk factors that are going to contribute to heart disease. 
So some types of some types of fiber that are also incorporated in the foods that we're already eating, like fruits and vegetables, are going to actually slow down the digestion of sugar, which is going to help maintain that blood sugar level. So right, and I kind of like to look at it as like a time release capsule of some sort of you know medication. Right, it's not like you're going to get the full dose right then and there, but rather you know they, there's this layer that gives you a little bit of medicine, then there's this layer that gives you a little bit of medicine, then there's this layer that gives you a little bit of medicine. So same thing when you eat something that contains fiber and some simple carbohydrate really thinking fruit here right so if you have that you know you have a fiber molecule and then you have a new sugar molecule and you're going to be able to kind of break those down in a much slower fashion which is then going to lead you to let that out or let that blood sugar into the bloodstream at a much slower rate rather than just having like a sugar water or something along those lines so it really helps with blood sugar control overall so from there what are the types of dietary fiber that are in our food i want to caution here i don't think this is super important. I, I think that just the general idea and having a good understanding that we need to be meeting these fiber requirements, we don't need to break down the, the, the nuances between the fibers, but we've done that with protein and talking about the amino acids. We've done it with dietary fat and talking about saturated and unsaturated fatty acids and, and you know, the benefits and, and downfalls or pitfalls with, with each. Same thing with carbohydrate, where we talked about simple carbohydrate versus complex carbohydrate. And so I think this is just kind of a, a trend that we're going to be continuing here as we, we wrap up this idea of, you know, macro tracking and, and the core components of the, the macro style of, of dieting. And so the two types of dietary fiber that are found in food are soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. Soluble fiber really found in like nuts and beans and apples and oranges. It helps slow the digestion. And, and this is the one that can help with lowering cholesterol levels. Then meanwhile, you have this insoluble fiber. And if you can kind of see by the name, soluble and insoluble, right? It can absorb water or not absorb water. It's found in foods like wheat bran, vegetables, whole grains, and it really is the concept of you know helping move things through the digestive system and and really promoting regularity so just to go into a little bit more detail here soluble fiber you know really does have a significant effect on digestion it does lead to this slower release or slower gastric emptying and provides us with feelings of fullness uh, for extended period of time so right in that time release capsule idea here the main reason why dietary fiber plays really a key role in weight management is this idea that it's going to keep us for full keep us full for longer it's going to slow down the digestion and the absorption of sugar molecules so th those two pieces right i mean if you weren't always on the hunt for food and and weren't always kind of leading towards these you know super palatable super easily digested to kind of dumps a bunch of blood sugar in you're not going to have these crazy spikes and, and downfalls from 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 your diet essentially so other than that you know looking at fiber you know playing this integral role in kind of the management of blood sugar regulation, you know, think diabetes, right? As it, it having enough fiber and fiber consumption in our diet can really help with that slowing down of the digestion and therefore managing, you know, symptoms of let's say, you know, pre-diabetes or even type two diabetes, or if we are at the point or for, you know, we were, I don't know if, uh, if we had a diagnosis of type 1 diabetes early on, right, even in those cases, managing some of those blood sugar 
levels is a very important piece. I mean, that it, it will determine how much medication you have to use and how much that's going to cost you. And so, so I think that it plays an integral role on, you know, how quickly we absorb these carbohydrates into our bloodstream and can really be beneficial on that side of things. Not only that, right, it does improve the bowel movements and it helps kind of extract some of the bile acids from our small intestines, as we were saying earlier, when our when when our cholesterol molecules are essentially broken down and no longer necessarily usable, we will convert it over to some sort of bile acid and it will, you know, help with, you know, the absorption and digestion of tons of different molecules that we are eating on a day to day basis. So what fiber will do is it'll bind to some of these old broken down you know, cholesterol molecules in the form of, you know, bile at this point probably and it'll help excrete that it'll kind of bind to it and then take it out with it um thinking like a low tide or something or a high tide or whatever when you know the tide comes up and then it takes away some of the the debris maybe it washed up earlier so that that's kind of the way i like to think about it in my brain so that's that is a that's a huge benefit for us it's kind of like a little clearing house or regulatory management but by a nutrient that we're actually consuming. So soluble fibers, kind of mentioned it before, but we can definitely see high concentrations of soluble fibers in, you know, fruits, apples, oranges, legumes, nuts, berries, artichoke, avocado, and broccoli, and a lot of the things that you think that we would, you know, we would see these higher fiber, but you can also see it's more whole food, plant-based, typically that you'll find fiber in general. When we move on from soluble fiber into insoluble fiber, insoluble fiber is a type of dietary fiber that doesn't dissolve in water. It kind of passes through the digestive system pretty much untouched or unchanged. And really what it does is keeps us regular by promoting promoting that bulkiness to our stool, but also, right, preventing even diverculitis or diverculosis later in life when we, you know, thinking about it, like if we don't, if we don't have that contractile process of squeezing out our food from our, you know, esophagus all the way down to our stomach, down to our small intestines, down to our large intestines, and we don't kind of have that squeezing process all the way through and it doesn't have anything to work against, i.e. we are having a low fiber diet it's the chances of, you know, developing some of these little pockets on the outside of, you know, our, our large intestines is, is a lot higher, a lot more probable because it doesn't have that bulk to do it against. And then later on, like fiber becomes a real big issue because it gets stuck in there, the whole other story. So, right. So we can, we can help our entire digestive system by also including, you know, ensuring that we have enough fiber. Again, not going to stress too much about soluble or insoluble, but just kind of have an idea that the insoluble fiber is going to be the one that's going to help keep you regulated, reduce constipation, add bulk to stool, and make it easier for to for your body to get rid of, you know, waste through your intestines. Again, kind of some food sources about of from insoluble fiber are going to be, you know, whole grains, barley, brown rice, bulgur, wheat, millet, quinoa, wheat bran, chia seeds, flag seeds, hemp seeds, some nuts, also vegetables, also fruits, especially ones with the skin on them, and then you know dried fruits like dates and figs. So, right, so we went through quickly a soluble versus insoluble. Now let's talk a little bit about how we're going to increase our daily fiber intake. And this is a conversation I typically have with a lot of my clients. And my big recommendation here uh, that I'm going to start with is, you know, 
trying to meet some of the dietary recommendations behind fruits and vegetables, legumes, nuts, and seeds. I, you know, having a, having a diet that is rich in fruits and vegetables, I mean, is going to check the box for the most part. Another quick tip here is how to increase it would be just include, including like whole grain ingredients. So what I'm thinking about it here is, okay, instead of doing like, you know, your white toast for for breakfast you're doing a you know a whole grain a toast for for breakfast instead of doing you know a you could go for sandwiches for lunch too but we're not going to use bread as the same example instead what we'll do here is for lunch maybe we'll do a you know a whole grain uh pasta instead of you know a, a white pasta that we do with some sort of noodle dish that you're doing for 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 lunch and then same thing for dinner you know incorporating another vegetable or, or starchy carbohydrate in the form of a sweet potato or even doing you know quinoa for dinner as as your kind of carb source so those will be some of the, the ways that I would recommend to do it. A, hit your fruits and vegetable requirement, and then B, transition over from some of the more processed carbohydrate sources for your meals over to a whole grain, right? So a little less processed in that fashion that it still has the husk, it still has, you know, some of the components to the grain that are going to provide us with fiber. And, you know, looking at it, you know, providing more vegetables throughout your day or even more fruits throughout the day, take advantage of snack opportunities here. So include your, you know, apple and peanut butter for, for a snack. Include, you know, your banana or your grapes or whatever you might want to do. And that's going to help boost some of your fiber intake. I'll give you kind of a general idea here. The average that I see is somewhere between two to two to six grams per serving of, you know, fruit or vegetable or a whole grain that's a great target for your fiber requirements to, to help you get to those goals per day and so when you break that down and you think about it, okay i'm going to do what, what we mentioned earlier i'm going to do my two slices of toast in the morning whole grain i'm going to do my whole grain pasta i'm going to do my quinoa for dinner so right of my three carb sources all of them have between two and you know, six grams let's just let's go with five grams so that we have an even number here, right? So just with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we're getting up to 15. Now we include 15 grams of fiber. Now we include a piece of fruit, another three to five grams. Again, we're just going to stick with five. Great. That gets us up to 20 grams. You have some nuts for lunch or for your, you know, after lunch snack. Awesome. We're already up to about 25 grams right then and there. And that's not including any of the vegetables that we've consumed for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So, right, even right off the bat there, you can kind of see how you, you can increase your, your total daily fiber intake. So I do want to talk about, you know, the the nutrition facts label and this idea of net carb versus total carb. So when, when you look at the back of a nutrition facts label, there are two designations under carbohydrates. And there's actually three now with added sugar, but you have uh, listed on, on a majority of food packages, total carbohydrate, net, tar net carbohydrate. And so to give you a little bit of an idea here, total carbohydrate includes all the types of carbohydrate that are going to be in that in that packaging or that food product. And then that's going to include, you know, fiber, that's going to include sugar, it's going to include starches, you know, anything that's going to be categorized as a carbohydrate. And then net carbohydrates are going to be all when it's listed on there are going to be all the carbohydrates that are that are going to be in that carbohydrate except for subtracting things that aren't really going to provide us with energy necessarily. So things like sugar, alcohols and fiber. 
theoretically these don't provide us with calories however you know even the diabetes education that is provided for a majority of individuals doesn't recommend following the net carb idea and i'm not going to suggest that you do either i typically recommend folks especially if you're tracking your macros track your total carbohydrate and meet your fiber requirements per day i think just doing the, both of those pieces will check both the boxes for you and it doesn't add a weird layer in there of being like oh i didn't get any carb from xylitol or i didn't get anything from you know anything from this gram of fiber you know chances are you are and taking that into account, I think it's a little bit better of a way of looking at this. Generally speaking here, when we are thinking about the total number of grams of, of, excuse me, of fiber that we need per day, 25 grams are needed per day for female, roughly about, you know, give or take, you know, it could be bigger, it could be a, you know, bigger person, smaller person, there could be some flexibility there. And then for males, roughly the target should be around 35 grams per day. These are kind of the, the recommended daily allowances or daily intakes that you should eat. Not that these are going to be optimal for you, but these are just as a general recommendation to kind of give you a target. As we alluded to earlier, how do we get more fiber throughout the day? Looking at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, having whole grain, um, whole grains versus versus just uh, refined grains, and then of course your fire or the your the vegetables from your fiber intake. So yes, I think that looking at it from that perspective, hitting those targets become a little bit more doable than you know being like, holy smokes, I have to hit twenty five grams of fiber, and it's dinner time, and I haven't eaten any of that. I will say here though, as a kind of precautionary tale course talk to your doctor before you know making any gnarly changes to your nutrition regimen but specifically with your fiber if you jump from like five grams of fiber a day that you've been averaging for the last 20 years and then you try and bump that all the way up even to the recommended allowance that's going to be pretty rough so regardless of what you do gradually increase fiber because it can mess with your belly it can give you some gas some bloating some discomfort and also when you do increase fiber do increase your water intake as you know some of that soluble fiber will pull water into your digestive tract and you know you'll excrete that through feces or going to the bathroom so other than those two recommendations i think that you should be good so slow and steady if you're just starting out with increasing your fiber maybe you know adding a couple grams of fiber every day or, or every other day until you know you don't want those symptoms to to come up because it makes it really uncomfortable and the chances of you falling off because of because of increasing your fiber too fast it could be just it could kick you off it could say that this didn't work for me and i don't like it and then right we've written off fiber for the rest of your life and i don't want you to do that either so with all that being said let's let's wrap this thing up it was short sweet and to the point to kind of recap we had you know two types of dietary fiber soluble and insoluble we've got you know slowing digestion and slowing down the absorption of some of these nutrients we've got them also helping out clear out some of the old broken down cholesterol molecules which can help us with our blood levels of cholesterol it's a key role plays some key roles in just weight management in general whether you're trying to gain weight and you're having high fiber intake and it's really hard for you to eat the amount of food that you need to eat or on the flip end right you're not eating enough fiber and we're consuming more fiber than we should we're consuming more calories and carbohydrates than we should and because we're never feeling full so you can go on both ends of the spectrum 
we've talked about, you know, maintaining digestive system and, and proper regularity, you know, both really are essential. Don't worry about the differences in the two. Just try and hit your fiber goals per day. Fiber is really found in a variety of just fresh fruits, vegetables, nuts, legumes, seeds, and so on. To increase your fiber intake, you should try and incorporate some of these, you know, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and that will really help out. And then when you're looking at the back of a package, I do typically recommend leaning on total carbohydrates and fiber rather than looking at net carbohydrate, which is going to subtract fiber and any other sugar alcohols. Generally speaking, remember 25 grams for females and 35 grams for males. And again, before before we go, before we launch off on the, you know, hitting your fiber goals, I do want to just reiterate, you know, if you do need some help, whether it's tracking or figuring out your macros or just, you know, having having a detailed perspective of what you're currently doing as far as your nutrition regimen is concerned. The online macro, my macro coaching program is for you where you get to learn how to track your macros, get a better understanding of hitting some of these micro targets of, you know, vitamins and minerals. If that is something you're interested in, definitely head over to nosenutrition.com online macro forward slash online macro coach. And I'll put a link in the description for you as well. So I hope this discussion gave you some useful information about dietary fiber and how to incorporate it into your daily diet. Thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next week.